Hey, what's going on, guys? DK back at you with another video here to break down the six-game NBA slate on Saturday. Also cover content for NFL, daily fantasy sports, as well as for prize picks. If you guys are playing the NFL slate this weekend, make sure to check out my video. Also, prize picks, again, they are the sponsor. You can use the code DKDFS. It will give you a 100% match up to $100. Uh, basically, how it works is player prop site. You build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and win up to uh, 25x your money. So uh, give it a try. Again, DKDFS, I'll have it linked down below. But uh, let's recap tonight. So even the winning nights, they still are painful. They still are painful. Uh, us Nuggets, Sharks, who uh, finally get rewarded. It feels like every time there's been a questionable player in the late game, every time it is play, and I'm like, can they just sit one time? Finally, we got that with Jokic, so we got lower ownership than they should have been in Aaron Gordon and in Jamal Murray, but we get punished with a massive blowout to bail them out. Come on. Come on. So a little bit more from the Nuggets. Could have been takedown season, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's really what, t what tilts me here. Um, also played Jakob Pertl over uh, 11 and a half points on prize picks. Um, he had 11 at halftime, uh, didn't get there. They closed Zach Collins, so that was fun. But um, yeah, so going over my lineup, I uh, got a decent amount of exposure to this Golden State-Cleveland game with, with DiVincenzo, Jerome, and uh, Karis LeVert. I did fade chalk Darius Garland. Uh, he'd smash, but the reason I did was I wanted Jamal Murray, and that ended up working out. Jamal Murray outscored Darius Garland and was cheaper. Um, and then RJ Barrett, massive blowout there. That hurt a bit. He lost about four minutes there in uh, at the end of the game. Jonas Valanciunas was fine. Started really hot, kind of cooled off. The minutes were a bit disappointing on him. And then my boy Sabonis, uh, per usual, smashed to three quarters and was kind of quiet in the fourth. But still a really good day overall. I got pushed out, lost $100 at the very end. So that was no fun from 400 to 300 but uh, yeah, profitable day in, in Call of Duty DFS, profitable day in NBA DFS, but still painful. Nuggets, Sharks, we deserve better than getting punished with a blowout. So, all right, let's talk about the six-game slate, and we'll start off with Orlando and Washington, and let's see, are the stats updated yet? Because Franz Wagner had an insane game, yeah. Um, he went for 50-plus fancy points. I think that was a bit of an outlier. I still have some interest in Franz Wagner. The issue is, like, I just don't like the way that Orlando ran the rotation. Like, you only saw 25 minutes for Bancaro. Carter Jr. only played 24 minutes. They kind of spread everyone's minutes out, which were not great. Like, 26 for Cole Anthony. Bull Bull played uh, 20 minutes. You saw a little bit of run from Mo Wagner, a little bit of run for Jalen Suggs, a little, you know, some run for Gary Harris, for Terrence Ross. So, like, I just don't like the way that they ran their rotation. Um, so, a lot of guys are just going to be viable tournament plays, like Bancaro, Franz, Wanakar Jr., Mikel uh, Fultz, Markel Fultz, I can't, again, uh, long night. But uh, yeah, those guys I think are all playable in, uh, in GPPs for me. Moving on to Washington, so everyone's fully healthy. Uh, still some interest in Porzingis, though. Um, should be able to feast against his front court. Um, I'm playing mid-30s minutes, so I think Porzingis is fine. I don't think I can get the Beal yet. I think they're taking easy on his minutes. Kuzma feels priced about right. I mentioned the two guards, Morris and DeLon Wright. They should split the point guard duties. Um, both are relatively cheap, and both have been playing well of late. So I think those two guys are playable. Dino Gafford's 4-4. The minutes have ticked down on him, so probably can't do it. And then, I mean, if you want to try to take a shot in Denny, you can. His minutes are just kind of all over the place, so a bit hard to trust. Milwaukee and Cleveland, this one really comes down to Giannis. If Giannis is in, I don't think there's much that I like here. I think a lot of guys will be overpriced. If Giannis is out... 
then it's a different story. Then we can look to Drew. Then Portis and Lopez look better. Then the value plays look better with like Allen, Connaughton, Joe Ingles. Um, so really comes down to Giannis for me. And then Giannis himself, assuming he's not in a limit, would be a viable tournament play. On the Cleveland side, so again, this will come down and down on Mitchell. He got ruled out tonight, so I would guess that he doesn't play tomorrow. But we'll see. If he's out, we kind of know what to do. You're going to get big minutes for Garland, big minutes for Levert. Both will look good. Garland will lead the way offensively. The front court and Allen and Mobley are both solid options. Um, Kevin Love's relatively cheap. His minutes, you know, not really secure, but good point for many guys. So do have some interest in him. And then you did see 20 plus minutes on the bench for Chetty uh, tonight, but we do have Ricky Rubio most likely back. So don't know how much run we're going to get from Chetty with Rubio back, but did want to mention that he did get 20 plus minutes last game or tonight. Uh, moving on to Charlotte. So LaMelo Ball, doubtful. Gordon Hayward is back, but I think he'll probably be on some sort of a limit. So um, Terry Rozier, I think, really stands out at 7-6. You know, he'll be the clear go-to guy now. So like Rozier, good amount. And then I'm not sure if they move Dennis Smith Jr. in the starting lineup or they move um, Mc, or Keith McDaniels in the starting lineup and start Rozier, McDaniels, Hayward, Washington, Plumlee. So, like, if Dennis Smith Jr. starts, I think he's one of the best values on the board. Would probably play 30-plus minutes. Um, even if he comes off the bench, I like him. And then, um, yeah, I think the front court with, like, Plumlee, Washington, McDaniels, all solid options. So, um, keep an eye on Gordon Hayward and see, you know, what kind of limit he's on um, and if he's in the starting lineup or not. All right. Oh, and then Mark Williams I wanted to mention. So, he played really well at the bench. He's been the backup five last couple of games. Good point for minute guy and is really cheap. Moving on to Atlanta. So fully healthy Atlanta team. You know, Trey Young, Murray, both these guys have ceilings. They're kind of up and down. Murray's been playing better of late. Trey Young's kind of been struggling. Of course, Murray been smashing right after the night that everyone played him when Trey Young was out. Front court, I mean, John Collins, if he stays out of foul trouble, he's been playing a lot of minutes. So I do think he is a bit too cheap here. Capella Okongwu, they'll split the center minutes unless on a back-to-back they rest Capella, which they could. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and then Hunter Bogdanovich, they're just kind of secondary plays. Moving out of Houston and Minnesota. So no Kevin Porter Jr., no Jabari Smith. You guys know I've literally been beating this drum all year, right? Have I not? You can, you can literally go back to the first video of the year. I've been talking, I bet on Zingoon to win most improved player. And I've been talking, why are we not playing him more one? And why are we not running the offense through him? You see what happens when we run offense through Zingoon. He is smashing and he's getting minutes. So even at 8.1K, here's the thing. If you give me close to 40 minutes from Zingoon, he is underpriced. If he goes back to his like 25 or 30 that he's been playing all year, then yeah, he's clearly overpriced. But his minutes have ticked way up over the last couple games. I do like Sangoon, and I have Anderson Jalen Green. Another guy has caused me a lot of pain this year because whenever I play 5% shooting, I fade. We get a game like uh, last game. So um, his floor plus ceiling goes up. He played 40 minutes last game. So those two, I think, look good. And then you're going to get KJ Martin in the starting lineup. I think he's a pretty fair value play with small forward, power forward eligibility. Eric Gordon should play 30 plus minutes. I think those two are good values. And I even have interest in... It's going to be probably Jay Sean Tate that starts. I guess they could go to Tari Eason, too. Um, both are not bad form per minute. So whoever starts here for um, Jabari Smith, I like for value, whether it be Tate or Eason. I mean, I guess they could go small. They're like Garrison Matthews in the starting lineup. We'll see. 
but I, I would I would assume it's going to be Tate or Tari Eason. So good amount to like here for Houston. Moving on to Minnesota, Anthony Edwards is going to play. Um, he's been questionable last couple games. Go Bears questionable. Austin Rivers is questionable. This is Kyle Anderson's team now. All right, he should be a 10K player. He is prime Russell Westbrook. This is his team. This is not Anthony Edwards' team. This is his team now. His team. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. That's what Kyle Anderson is saying to Anthony Edwards. But Anthony Edwards um, should play a lot. Uh, I like the matchup for him. I think he's a pretty good spend-up. Gobert, if he plays, is viable. If not, we're going to go back to Nas Reed pain, and I can't wait for him to get in three fouls in three minutes again. That's what's, happened. That's what's happened the last couple of slates. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he can absolutely smash uh, D'Lo, 6'7". His minutes have not been great of late, but the, he's you know fair price point. And Kyle Anderson's probably going to be massive chalk. Um, I don't think he's an average 50 fancy points a game. Right, you know, we know what Kyle Anderson is. Most of the time, he's a guy giving us, you know, twenty-five to thirty minutes when playing like low thirties minutes. So he's not going to keep doing this, and people are going to think he's going to keep doing this. So if he's going to be really, really popular, I'm probably going to fade, and he'll probably go for another triple double, multiple steals and blocks. Uh, McDaniel's is five K. Like I think he's a viable pivot off of Kyle Anderson. Thirty-four, thirty-seven minutes, relatively similar ceiling. So. If everyone plays slow-mo, I am totally fine taking a shot on McDaniels over him. And value-wise, Torian Prince has been playing solid minutes. I think he's viable, as is Jalen Noel. Um, his minutes are not as secure, but he's a better point-per-minute guy. And the backup five, they've been switching it back and forth with Garza and Knight. If you want to try to take a shot at one of those guys, if Gobert's out and they start Nas Reed, you be my guest. But I don't have a good read in the situation right now. Pacers and Suns. So the Pacers just keep getting blown out here without Halliburton. Um... Tougher matchup, too, so not a ton that stands out. I think Turner, if the game stays competitive, you know, obviously has a ceiling. Buddy Heald will play big minutes in a competitive game, but they got blown out back-to-back games. Um, Andrew Nemhard should start, should play over 30 minutes. Him and McConnell kind of split the point guard duties. Thankfully, whoa, back-to-back subpar games for McConnell. So he's not going to average four fancy points a minute at Giga Chalk ownership. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Um, they did start uh, O'Shea Brissett last game. Um, not sure that happens again. He did only play 16 minutes. There's not a ton of stands out on this Pacers team. I mean, Naismith's 3-9. I guess that's fine. But, um, yeah, tough spot. And on a back-to-back, definitely some blowout risk. Moving on to the Suns. So Chris Paul status up in there. This is pretty important. Um, could open up some value here for Phoenix if he's out. Um, DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, I think both are solid options. I think Ayton a little bit safer than Bridges, but you know, Bridges is playing a ton of minutes right now in competitive games. Corey Craig's 4-7, he'll play 25-ish minutes. Damian Lee started last game, played 38 minutes. If there's no Chris Paul, I like Damian Lee again. Um Dario Sarge is 4-1. Only put eight minutes last game. Um Cam Johnson is out though, so like. You probably get a bit more run for Dario Saric. And here's the thing. I actually like Saban Lee, but he was just way over-owned last slate and was this was this was the point I was making on Twitter. Saban Lee was going to DNP last game if Dwayne Washington uh, didn't play awful in his first... Dwayne Washington was ahead of him last game. He shot 0 of 4, um, had a turnover, and they benched him. 
And then they, they played Saban Lee as the backup point guard. Lee was going to DNP at like 70% ownership and then ends up smashing for, yeah, I, I just, we're over it. We're over it. Like I said, we had a good, we had a good night and, and everything tonight. So we're over it. We're over the Saban Lee people. But um, yeah, if there's no Chris Paul, then Saban Lee, uh, I'm pretty sure will be ahead of Dwayne Washington, especially the way that he played last game. So would have interest for sure in him. We'll see what the ownership is though. And then, um, yeah, that's probably it. Again, if Chris Paul plays, then just kind of downgrade everyone else. And then Chris Paul himself, I would guess, would be on a limit. Finally, Philadelphia and Sacramento. So James Harden's the big news here. He is questionable. If he misses, I would guess you just get Tyrese Maxey moving in the starting lineup. If that's the case, I would really like Maxey at 6-1. And then you would probably just get more minutes for guys like Melton and Milton. They would be solid values, too. And then Joel Embiid also would look a lot better in a good matchup here, too. So the Harden news is huge. Um, if James Harden is in, then I think Harden and Bede both look like solid spend-ups. Um, and then like Harris, Maxi, Melton, Milton, all kind of secondary plays. I mean, Yang is 3-2. He's been averaging about 15 minutes a game. I guess he would be playable as well. So really, it just comes down to James Harden. If Harden's out, there's a lot to like for Philly. And finally, Sacramento. So my boy, Sabonis, just been super, super consistent all year. My worry here is he is a bit prone to foul trouble, and he's going up against Embiid, so... There's definitely some foul risk here for Sabonis. Um, the rest of the Kings, I don't know if there's anything that stands out. Fox at 8-5, that feels right. The Wings. I mean, Keegan Murray has been playing better of late. He had a pretty good game tonight, too. Keegan Murray would probably be my favorite factoring in salary. Malik Monk had another bad shooting game off the bench, but still always someone I have some interest in in GPPs. And then if Sabonis gets some foul trouble, I don't know if I would even take a shot on the backup five. So I think they could go to, like, Met 2 and home. So... Don't know if I would even roll that dice in tournaments. So, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. Again, if you do enjoy, just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. I'll see you guys all in the next video.